When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blackjack sale now on at Curry's PC World. Make your home the heart of the entertainment this Christmas. We've got massive savings on our large screen TVs across Sony and JBC. And for better angles and razor sharp details, check out our Samsung QLED and LG OLED ranges. Get in store or online at curries.ie. Welcome to episode 92 of the bloodandmud.com podcast. It is the Christmas special. I am Terry Calvert. Over there is... Uh, Josh Gardner. Yes. Why are you Terry? Because of the Mike <laughs> Bobbins thing. All right, Terry. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, well, it's I'm falling on his face now. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Lee Calvert. Head to bloodandmud.com. He's Josh Gardner. As you heave yourself into the final week of work before the great festival of engorgement and patience-tested engagement with the family members who you will fantasise about murdering with a turkey baster by Boxing Day, this Christmas special is the pod is here to get you through. There will be no pod next week, probably because no. I'll have been arrested in some regrettable <laughs> turkey baster-related relative incident. It certainly sounds that way, yeah. It does, doesn't it? Uh, but what's... I mean, also, because it's fucking Christmas. It I'm is. not doing a yeah. podcast on Christmas Day. I mean, it'll, it'll literally be Christmas Day it's. this time next yeah. week as we record it, I guess. <laughs> but what's so special about the Christmas special, you ask? Well, nothing really, but I've got some sleigh bells. Can we can we have those as a bed, literally, for the whole thing? What you notice about sleigh bells, right, and I'll go quite in a minute, that the longer you listen yeah. to them, the more creepy they get. Listen. Yeah, they have something of the psycho about them, don't they? And now they're just imagine quite somebody, aggressive. Imagine somebody standing over you with a knife. <laughs> that wouldn't work at all. Do we see how long we can leave them on? Until Let's see how we can leave them on. So we've got sleigh bells, and yep. you can't see them, ladies and gentlemen, but Josh is dressed as some kind of misanthropic elf over there. Uh, yes, I am the super judgmental elf on the shelf, except I'm not on the shelf. I can't take the sleigh bells no more. No, it's too much. Um... um so in the meantime, then, uh, you can get in touch with the pod uh, at Blood and Mud. That's me. And there's Lee at bloodandmud.com. And there's a website and there's a Facebook page and all that. And Josh? Uh, at Josh Gardner at Rugby Shirt Watch, RugbyShirtWatch.com, RugbyShirtWatch on Facebook. Uh, yeah. 
you'll know, obviously, because you listen to this quite a bit. This is available on Acast, on Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else, your favourite pod player. Stitcher, we're on now. I know that's good. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, Stitcher. Where obviously, you can put the RSS on Podcatcher and all them. All them. Ooh. Speaking of people getting in contact, where's the beef got in touch? Saying, <laughs> where is the beef? Well, exactly, I don't know. But he, he got in touch. Saying, one, saying he can't decide between us, the rugby podcast, Egg Chasers Boys, and the rugby pod with our favourite person, Andy Goode. Mm. Um, and he said that he can't decide between the few. So I said, well, we've got quite a lot of niche references, so therefore, you know, you should go for that. And he said, I must admit that because of your podcast, I might be the most educated person in the upper Midwest on the urban planning problems in Rill. <laughs> See, we are spreading yeah. the gospel. A very Partridgean gospel, it may be. He said... But and, a gospel nonetheless. And yes, I definitely had to look up that spelling. And he did spell it correctly, so well done you. Well, fair play to him, yeah. Speaking... You know, other pods, when they come on, they have an inside line onto things, don't they? So they do things like mm. transfer rumours and, and they've yeah. got contacts. Well, I've decided that I think we should do that. So yeah, basically, good. I've got a transfer rumour for you. Mm-hmm. Damien McKenzie... Yes. Uh, ...actually is going to transfer to RGC 1404 in North Wales... Because oh, yeah. I found out he listens to the pod. He heard right. the whole Rill thing last week. Yeah. And Always him being it. a very small man, he's very excited about access to the children's village in Rill. Yeah, he basically thinks it sounds fantastic. Yeah, so he's... Everything he's, is his sized. Yeah, he's ditching the All Blacks. He's ditching any career because he just can't wait to get his hands on the children's village. <laughs> Please rephrase that immediately. He's desperate to get his hands on the children's village? Yes. No, well, the fact that it had Nns Village at the end means that it's fine, isn't it? I don't know. He's uh, desperate to go into the... Oh, hang on, this, this doesn't work. He's desperate no, to go into no, the children's of, village. No, He's desperate to spend so time in the worse. children's village. No. Okay, he's... Oh. He just loves a look of real. He loves a look of real. Fantastic. There's things about real that are appealing to him. <laughs> right, so anyway. what else have we got in terms of contact? A player spotted, of course. I'd like to see Yeah, that's the close... That's the closest we get to a transfer room. That's the closest really, we get it? to a transfer room, yeah. Yeah. Um, player spotted, Andy in Brum, long-time listener and long-time friend of the pod, gets in touch and says, I went to Lords for the 2011 India test. Historical, I like it. Mm, sure. He, said, it, he says, I bumped into this incredibly tall and beautifully cheekbone man with an incredibly attractive young lady at his side at the Chance to Shine charity stall. Mm. He bought two wristbands and a teddy bear for his lady friend, standard. He said, we nodded and smiled, and then he buggered off to the champagne tent. That man was Tobias Flood. Wow. I mean, very... Has he got good cheekbones? I think so. Well, Andy seems to think so. I don't know. Yeah, how, how, I mean, you know, our listeners are very educated. Don't people. want to don't want to rain on your parade, Andy. You know, if you think he had immaculate cheekbones, then carry on. They don't show up on the rugby field, in my opinion, but you know. <laughs> They do when he's like jumping up and down and stranking like the other week when he missed a tackle and they're all ruddy with anger. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the lot, maybe floodlights don't accentuate Flood his. Maybe he needs I like it. To, maybe he needs to, yeah, maybe it, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> oh. Maybe he needs to do some contouring or something to uh, make those cheekbones show up a little bit better on the under the, the stadium lights, you know? Yeah, maybe. maybe. So that's a player spotted. Thank you, Andy. Andy also gave a, a bit of detail going into the cricket. It was Sachin Tendulkar's final, final test, I think, he said. Oh, wow. He said it shows our knowledge. Talk about uh, rugby crowds who don't know anything. It shows how <laughs> knowledgeable the Lords crowd were that day because 
They all cheered when he came onto the pitch and went crazy, but actually it was a 12th man bringing on drinks. It wasn't Sachin Tendulkar at all. It was another small man. Just another small <laughs> subcontinental man. Yes. Oh, that's glorious. Uh, there's a brilliant... Sorry, sir, there's a brilliant thing in cricket once in Test Match Special when the light was going very bad. And I was at a Test Match Special and Michael and Michael Holden was going for Sky. Michael Holden's a very best. famous West Indian the with the best voice ever. And uh, Henry Blofeld said, well, I don't think the light is really that bad out there because I can see Michael Holdings doing quite well down there. And Vic Marks, the ex-Somerset England player, then said, I think it must be quite dark out there, um, Blowers, because if you look very closely, that's not Michael Holding. And if you look close at his face, you will see why. Because <laughs> so, it wasn't even a black person. Yeah. So. Oh, 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 God. Anyway, sorry on that cricket diversion there. Yes. So we've got I think some... the last thing you'd want is a cricket diversion oh, right God, now, yeah, let's face it. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, that could be all over the shit, just England cricket. Yes. 300 odd for four to losing by an innings is, is, is probably impressive, the most England England thing they've ever done. Shall we talk about some news that's not about cricket? Yes. Now, just after, I think probably about a minute after we recorded last week or the day after. <laughs> yeah, it was the day after. Jim Mallander lost his job. Yeah, we basically spoke things into being last week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's time he went and off he yeah, did go. Losing, losing to Ospreys is apparently what's known as the fucking last straw, even after <laughs> three or four years of incredible mediocrity. Did you see the Ospreys kit this week, by the way? Speaking oh, yes. What the fuck's the, that uh, all about? The funky grey thing. Oh, It's a bit mad, isn't it? It is a bit mad, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so Jim Mallon is gone. He's obviously very disappointed. Um <laughs> I picture him now as a sort of lonely Yorkshireman in his house. I see him as a kind of real living, real life Alan Bennett monologue. Yeah. I used, to, I, I used to have a very important job, but I was let go from it and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> so I just go to the shop each day now and buy some chocolate digestives. And when I get them home, I find they're all broken. It's a lot like my life. I'm very disappointed with the chocolate <laughs> digestives and I'm disappointed with my life. That's kind of something Sorry, like that. Doesn't. Something like that. On Sunday evenings, Harry phones me sometimes. We don't talk for long. <laughs> because he's, he's too busy rugby training, which I can't do anymore. I just have to literally run my sad fingers through the broken biscuits on the plate. <laughs> this could become a long-running feature. <laughs> yeah, Until like he gets another coming. job. It's, it's, Jim Mallander desperately Jim needs another job, home. otherwise you will get this every week, <laughs> listeners. I do apologise. <laughs> this could be my new favourite thing. Yes. Right, oh, so yeah, so he's gone. Dog. Any, yes, he's gone. Anything else about... I don't think he'll be out of a job long, though. As much as it's not gone well for him there, he's got enough credits in the bank, hasn't he? Yeah, he just won the Premiership, hasn't he? And there are a lot of shitter coaches than him earning coin at top <laughs> clubs all over Europe at the moment. So, yeah. So and it doesn't. It's not exactly like things have got miraculously better without him. Yeah, there's been no uh, new, you know, lack of coach clear out bounce as like you'd be, you'd be expected. <laughs> no, I thought they'd have their tails up this week, and they were somehow so much worse than they were in. We know why they were worse than the week before, don't we? Why is that? The kit. You that can't was, lose your coach yes. and then have your next kit in next game in that hideous with the, the kit of great failure. Yes. No, that is true. I mean it's interesting to see what happens with Saints though, because like they've already <laughs> I mean this could get a little bit embarrassing for them, but uh whoever that bloke is who owns or who is the majority sugar daddy at Saints yeah, um, told the rugby paper that they've already been turned down by Wayne Smith, which is a great thing to, to be fair, to though, that is part of like 
getting your credentials in modern rugby in this country yeah. has been turned getting down by turned Wayne Smith. Wayne Smith. That's yeah. kind of how it Who works. hasn't been turned down by Wayne Smith? <laughs> that is the question. But uh, interest, most interestingly, he said that the next name on their list, as far as hmm. uh, coaches they're going after is concerned, is Andy Warren Robinson. Gatland. Uh, no, <laughs> he's third. Um, <laughs> Warren Gatland. Yes, Warren bloody Gatland. Um, that might do everybody a favour because he's probably got the coin to pay the man off to pay him out of yeah, the contract. It would cost him about a million quid to pay off the WRU by all accounts, and then he'd probably have to pay him roughly what he's getting with the WRU, which is about four hundred and fifty grand a year. Oh, that's not bad. Is <laughs> that is that is serious coin. However, yeah, it it could be the sort of it's rugby one of the few games where the coach is still paid more than the players because football is definitely not the case is it so. I, mean, I don't think it's generally the case in rugby <laughs> it's just, it's i think Gatlin. it's just warren gatland's got a fucking good agent it was just um, i'm assuming like he used to just go in and do a massive cow bite on the back of roger lewis's legs until he gave yes, in basically it does seem to be what happened but yeah so it's kind of the it could be sort of quite mutually beneficial that because saints want a new coach obviously mm-hmm. and gatland for Looks all of his <laughs> For all of his flaws, is is still an excellent fucking rugby coach and, and has won it all at that level. Um, and yeah, and likes Dan Bigger. That's a good start. That is a good start. Um, and yeah, and he's you know he's basically just gone on record as being like I'm fucking I'm just here to get paid, man. <laughs> so, so if you can find another way of getting paid, more's the well, better, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, and Wales would be spared another couple of years of. Gatlin not really giving a fuck and Saints would get their new coach and yeah. What's not Me. to like? I like it already. Put it in an yeah, email can... Josh and send it yeah, to somebody. let's do it. Send it to someone. That'll be... I don't know, it probably won't happen because apparently he was offered the um, Chiefs job when Dave Rennie left and turned it down and I'm inclined to say that being head coach of his home region back in New Zealand Will be a substantially more enticing. Well, he can actually process. touch Bryn in a real. Well, he way. can touch Bryn and his wife and anybody else who he happens to be related to. But of course, and also, he'd have to deal and with also Damon... it's the he would have to deal with Damien McKenzie. There is that not being there because obviously yeah, he'll be in real. He'll be at RGC exactly. But yeah, you know, he, he club legend at Waikato in the old days. I'm pretty sure that that's like aside from the All Blacks, his dream job. And he turned that down. So maybe could they, but if, did he did he turn it down or could they not deal with the uh, cash situation could, with the Chiefs not wanting well, to pay prob- him out of his contract? It was probably a cash situation. Does he love money more than going home? Well, I'd say let's just here, say he does. Let's just say he's been here for ten years. So yes, yeah, maybe. It's funny though. I could. I. I just don't. What's what's the attraction for Northampton Saints, Warren Gatland, aside from big fucking chunks of money? Yeah, I don't understand why you'd want to pay that much money for him now. And I'm not saying he's he's obviously a bit of a genius on the quiet and done, you know, a fair old bit. But actually, I'm not really mm. sure why you'd want to spunk all that money. No, it's a lot of money to pay for a coach when the problem at Northampton is that they don't really have very many very good players. To my, they have a lot of middling players and are right to players. Hmm. They don't have a lot of excellent players. No, it's true. So there you go then. So Madam's mm. gone. We don't know who's going to replace him, but uh, 
But speaking of sort of speaking of Wales, big news from the borders where yes. Richard Hibbard is going to Dragons to join yes. everybody else who once played. Literally everyone who who wants to or has at one time played for Wales <laughs> is currently going to the Dragons. And you've got to fucking right. credit, give them credit. They are... Bernard Jackman is joint, he's building something quite impressive there. You know, they've not got a bad team anyway now. He's coaching them up very well. When you add... Uh, Jordan Williams, Rodri Williams, Ryan Bevington, Ross Moriarty, and Richard Hibbard into that equation. A few people and fucking Nakawara. That... Is Nakawara? Oh, he's not actually agreed, though, is he? Oh no, but they are hotly interested in Nakawara. Apparently, well, who wouldn't be? Who wasn't and hotly Quay interested Cooper, in Nakawara? Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> He's so Gloucester, quick. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, can you imagine a combination of Gavin Henson and Quay Cooper as your team's two fly-offs? Oh yeah, sorry. I thought, I thought we weren't talking about Gloucester. We were talking about dragons, weren't we? Yes. No, but yes. Yeah, still like... be, yeah, that would be wonderful. Although I think it could be almost so mercurial. It could cause some kind of explosion, yeah. literal explosion, like spontaneous human combustion. They could both burst into flames with the sheer mercurialness of it all. And it must be—it would be very weird for Gav to be not the biggest bellend fly-off in the club, <laughs> at any club. You know, it, it, that must be a, that would be a very surreal experience for him. Speaking, of, a lot of people have mentioned on Twitter that um, Hibbard's been given some very fulsome. Press release action, yeah. By Gloucester compared to, <laughs> in know, contrast to their contrast to Moriarty, who they obviously hate. It would seem. Yeah. Well, I thought it was very interesting that in the uh, comments about Hibbard, he uh, Ackerman also threw in a like nod to Moriarty as well, and was like, "Oh, you know, like Ross Moriarty, Richard's given everything for this club." Blah 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 blah. And it was like, "Where the fuck was that a month ago, Sunshine?" Or I'm assuming it's because all the did you get a load of fucking flack for being shitty and petulant and are trying to sort of make up for it with a little... I think they do it again because I think they know that, you know, with all the respect in the world to Hibbard, he's probably near... He's in the twi- the gloaming of his career, isn't he? Whereas Absolutely. Moriarty, they, they hoped of him for a decade, didn't they? Yeah, they always kind of... And he, he wants to finish his career in Wales, and fair enough. Last bit of news then for me is that uh, this week, Julian Sarvea said mm. that he may go to Rugby League. Now that Did was he a headline that, that was that was panelled all over Twitter. And when you looked into it, it was an interview in which he said, "Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, maybe <laughs> if there was an offer, I'd look at it." Yeah, would you go to the moon if you got the chance? <laughs> well, you know, would you go to Rill if you had the chance, Julian? <laughs> Who the fuck wouldn't? Although he wouldn't fit into the children's village, so maybe not. No, he um, definitely wouldn't. I want to say if he does go to rugby league, he'll have to work a fucking damn sight harder than he does now, and that slight <laughs> chubbiness will have to will have to disappear. Yes, rapido. Rapido. So yeah, so that was just an interesting. But it's massively so not going to happen. It's oh, a, not in a million years. He'll go and play in France. It's the Smiths reunion really. of rugby news. That. <laughs> uh, don't even talk to me about Morrissey right now. Hasn't he? Has he gone even worse? Yeah, he's done awful things. I feel bad that he sent us a, a record now to play. I know it's like that was like the last good thing <laughs> he ever did, did before yeah. he sort of signed himself up as a horrendous rape apologist. He's just the worst. But, you know, at least he went out on a high. So. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Ian Evans knows I'm miserable now. 
to yes. rape apologist. That's quite a journey yeah. to go on. <laughs> Especially in such a short period of time. Right then, so have we finished with the news? I've finished with the news. So have I. I'm done with that. Fuck the news. <laughs> Fuck the news. <laughs> yeah. This is just like the bloody Donald Trump podcast. It is a little bit, isn't uh, it? So, right, what have we learned from this weekend, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen? We like well, to think about what we've learned from the weekend. Josh, what have you learned um, from this weekend before, the, the nigh weekend of Christmas, as it was? I learned that um, I don't think Leicester would have burned through as many head coaches as they have in the last 18 months if Matt Tamura and Manny Tuolaki had both managed to be fit for any length of time. It's uh, quite ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, it's quite. It is quite a backline when it gets going because Vianu's broken his jaw, hasn't he? So you're going to yeah. get Vianu, them two. Mm. But then of course I mean, they have got then Dan. I give away five penalties in one game, Cole, which is going to affect anybody. But yes, and he's he's good for a yellow. He is absolutely steaming for a yellow <laughs> from right out of the gates. But I didn't hear the... you probably then. I thought you said he's steaming for ELO, as in the seventies. I mean, oh no, who he is might it? Also, he might. I mean, if he's got any sense, for yellow, he would be, yeah. Because let's be honest, your telephone line is a blinder. But yeah, uh, pray but... silence for the electrical <laughs> orchestra. Um... No, so a yellow. Yes, I'm with you. Yes, um, but yeah, I just thought the combination of uh, Tamua and Tuilagi against Munster on the weekend, even though they lost the game, it was just like, oh, that's what a centre partnership looks like. People get really, really, really excited when Manu Tuilagi comes back to fitness, don't they? They do. And In fact, I've got, a... A, I've got a clip here of a, of a journalist before the game. Listen to this. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. <laughs> One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold. Manu Tualangi. <laughs> now that's what you call. I mean, they say rugby is getting bigger in America. So, <laughs> I mean... so, so Johnny Cash from the grave has basically yeah. got excited about it. Yeah, fair play to him. I but mean, did you get very excited? He is a very, ex- you know, he's an easy player to get excited he about is, because true. when he comes onto the pitch and is fit and firing, it's like, oh, here's this big, quick lump of a thing who can pass. His passing wasn't that clever previously, but no, you've got to use the Mar Nonu example, haven't you? It doesn't matter if you can't pass till the age of thirty. He mm. can still be a magnificent all-time centre. It's not yeah. a problem. Because he hasn't had much then. to do but get one of those fucking balls that's like half a rugby ball that you just throw against a wall to improve your passing. You know, yeah, he's he had nothing else to do. And he's yeah, and he's had. They like said he hasn't had the game time to develop it anyway. How old no. is he now? Twenty-seven. He's probably depressingly old now because it, he has lost know. quite a lot of uh, time, hasn't he? I mean, don't forget that the whole reason why Stuart Lancaster's World 26. Cup thing went completely off the rails is because he got injured. Yeah. That ruined the entire World Cup ring. Forget the Burgess yeah. thing. It was because Manitou Lange got injured. And there was, there was so, they were on to plan double Z by the time they got to the tournament. Yeah, so Manitou Lange is 26 years old. Yeah, see? And he's, he's, been got... playing, he's been playing for England since he was 18. Yeah, remember that. And he has 26 caps. Yeah, so but it is good to see him back. I hope he hasn't made... And forget as an England fan, I'm just saying generally. You do want to yeah, see physical specimens like that playing rugby, don't you? It's genuinely, you know, as much as I would like him to never be in the England setup of a game because it, <laughs> they're a bit scary when he is. He's just... Yeah, he's, he's an absolutely stratospheric talent. And Tamu and... is one of my favourite rugby players in the world. When he's playing, oh, it's fucking phenomenal! Isn't it, I don't think you can underestimate the effect on Leicester's season when he wasn't there. Yeah, Last I time. mean, you talk about centres who can pass. Woof, woof, 
Yeah. And not just technically can pass, has got the upstairs to know how to use it. Yeah, knows ability. when to pass. And the absolute, the constant threat of him having fucking Manny Tulaki outside him receiving those passes yes. must be a fucking nightmare for defences. Because it's like he can put him into space and when he is in space, horrendous things are going to happen to you. And... Yeah, they're a phenomenally good partnership. The, <laughs> none of the last three coaching teams that they've had can take any fucking credit for because it was all Richard Cockerell's idea. But, oh well. What else did I, what did I learn this weekend? I, did, did you, I learned that most people seem to miss, or think they missed. Did you see Matt Garvey's blatant cheating for Watson's <laughs> first try or second try against Toulon? The one when he went oh, through the well, middle. Absolutely. When he just basically jumped. He just <laughs> held onto a jersey. Yeah. And, just... and the bloke waved his arms. And it's like, now, yeah, you know me, I'm not an advocate of the TMO. No, and you do think, but... well, if you're not going to use it for that, what the fuck are you supposed to be using it for? Well, that, that's the sort of thing. I, one of the things that I learned off the, week, the weekend, it's not something I've learned, but it was something that was fucking reinforced <laughs> into my skull in painful fashion, is that, like, TMO is just not being used for the stuff that it actually needs to be i.e. for stuff the ref has no business seeing at full speed or when things are going on off the ball. It's like, I don't know what it was about this weekend, but I was like mainly to like so much like constant, like late hit and off the ball shithousery <laughs> all the time. Like tacklers, like smashing players who are in on like already in touch or they're prone on the floor or after the whistle or the ball has gone. And it's like, it's dangerous and it's nasty. And it's like, that's the sort of thing that TMO should just be like, oh, by the way, mm. he just did a nasty little fucking late hit. Yeah, penalty. you're there to be a grass mate. <laughs> yeah. So you're supposed to stand in the back grass. and hey, sir, guess what he just did then when you weren't yeah. looking. Yeah, embrace the role as the fucking <laughs> grass in the box. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I can't believe anybody said that. Speaking of that Toulon game as well, I, did, I hadn't clogged that the Toulon 9 is called Albie Matthewson. Yes. And I called that that is definitely not a rugby player. That is a picture embroiled in the Chicago White Sox scandal. <laughs> yeah. Is he, he's a Kiwi, isn't he? He Albie must Matheson. be. He can't be French. Yeah. Well, he might be someday, but he's... <laughs> Albie <laughs> Matthewson. That's a proper 1920s name if I've ever heard one. Yes, he's, he's previously played for... Hurricanes, the Blues, and the Western Force, and has four caps for New Zealand. Not enough people are called Albie anymore. No, his name is Albert, but he's one of the few to go by Albie. And I say, go for it, mate. Yeah, not Al or Bert. Albert. No, nope. I respect you. Albie. That. Yeah. Uh, what else did you learn? <clears throat> what else did I learn? Um, I learned that the longer Sari's winless run goes on, the funnier it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely delighted. Did you hear Andy Farrell talking to the ref for the weekend? We went, yes. right, you're, no, yeah, I respect and understand what you're saying, right? But every time the crowd says something, you seem to give a penalty away. And he just goes, you're offside, get back. <laughs> That's the thing, they're getting, I mean, one of the things, I'm sure it will come up in shit, but fucking Jordan Murphy's bloody um, whinging to Sky when they did the mid-half interview about how... At least it makes it interesting. That's what I said. Well, yeah. It's like whinging on the fucking telly about how the referee's getting everything wrong. It's like, be a fucking professional. I would love for them to go there half to the half 
and them to behave like a fan. So that when they're talking, they keep getting distracted and go, yeah, you know, but, yeah, well, we're trying then, to play in the right areas. Go on, ref! Yeah. Every fucking time, ref! <laughs> um, yeah, it is genuinely very funny. And the longer it goes on, the funnier is it's it going to get. seven now? Seven or eight now? Yeah, seven or eight. And they got uh, Lesser away next. So... Man, let's look fully... on brilliant form, do they? But yeah, no. A... But I mean, they have, they have got the you know, as far as Leicester's battle station being fully operational goes, <laughs> um, you know, Tamura and Tuilagi being fit is is more of a challenge for them than they're going to get away. Think, does to... it just show you no matter what quality you've got in your team? And Saracens have got still a great deal of quality. No, oh, best squad in Europe. Nobody can replace Billy Vanapola and Maro Itoji. No, not without having a serious dip in form and quality. And Liam Williams, don't forget. Indeed. Right. Um, what else did I yes. learn? Go on. What uh, else did I, I learn this weekend? Uh, yes. I learned that under no circumstances, I discovered under no circumstances, do I want to see Peter Stringer in the nude? No. Looking like some kind that. of professor's mistake that's now running Rampage. <laughs> I also learned, as a connected to that, that you cannot unsee Peter Stringer in the altogether. No. Which did you see this? I did. I mean, I wouldn't have. And neither would I. I don't buy it's these not newspapers. Our lovely Twitter following. <laughs> Thank you. I can't remember it who is... sent it. Thank you. Yeah. Because that was for me that. having like sitting bolt upright in the night regularly <laughs> and sweating. <laughs> Yeah. And no, that's not my... some kind of innuendo. No, it wasn't one of my favourite things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'll be honest. I can't unsee that. What no. did you learn? Um, I learned that um, the English club is probably going to want to create another new fucking European <laughs> Cup next season if they keep doing this badly. It's like, you've yeah. already loaded the dice massively in your favour like four years ago or whatever it was. How are you making this look so hard? Yeah, it is. They might well be. They might well. The, at the moment, I mean, I'm sure Saris will end up qualifying, but like the best on paper, Bath are like the team with the best chance for England of qualifying now, which is mad because they aren't exactly. There's only they're the only English team that's currently in the top half of their group. Yeah, they are quite tight. The groups aren't they? The next round of matches is going to be absolutely pivotal, actually. Yeah, well, Saris, I'm sure, will actually end up qualifying probably as best runner-up, but it's it's just bizarre to get to the sort of pointy end of a European group season group stage and everyone, all of these English clubs are doing so badly. Is it a Lions hangover? Well, Lawrence Hooper got in touch. I was going to do this shit good, but he got in touch on Twitter and he said, it's, bl- it's shit, it's blindingly obvious, the different he's saying, Lawrence is saying, <laughs> It's shit that it's blindingly obvious difference in a Lions year between English and Irish approaches to managing player workload. Do we really yeah. love club rugby as much as the Prem coaches say we do? But the problem, the thing, the problem you've got there is that Lions from Scotland, Wales, and Ireland are basically divided up into what four teams each, yeah, and true. two if it's Scotland, whereas. England might have had the biggest Lions contingent, but they also have 12 clubs. and It's diluted slightly. It's diluted quite a lot. Quite and it lot, doesn't, yeah. you know... You know, Sarri's probably the team that are most reasonably saying, yeah, we're having a massive Lions hangover here because all of our fucking team is knackered because they did supply a fair old chunk of that team. But, 
yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? Uh, speaking of uh, what I learned of Ireland and what I learned this weekend, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it becomes increasingly more peculiar. I've mm. learned this weekend that's definitely not the same Ian Keatley. <laughs> I don't know where the yeah. original one is. No, but that is definitely not the same Ian Keatley. There's a sort of picture of Dorian Gray thing going on where I don't there's know what's a... going on Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something. Donald Sutherland's yeah. come and had him. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, and he's playing genuinely. I mean, he's really, got the really same well. face. He he's got, got the same gormless expression, but he's just and yet isn't, it much but he's playing use. with plenty of gorm. Yeah, the play is not gormless at all. No, he's he's it's kind of one of those unsung stories of this season. Is it's not the based... unsung story of the season though, is it? <laughs> no, we'll no, get because we that. all know what that is, don't we? We'll come on to that, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, his turnaround from absolute basket case. <laughs> Which to, he definitely was, by the way. To the second coming of Ronan O'Gara and a Munster shirt is fucking well weird. Yeah. And, well, and hey, good luck to him. Because I've said before, foregone conclusion syndrome is something that should be fought against and he's done well to fight Absolutely. against that. Absolutely, 100%. Good for him. Speaking of tens, I also learned that in the absence of Finn Russell, which will be soon for Glasgow, mm-hmm. Peter Hall looks okay at ten. Yeah. It's okay. They gave, they gave Montpellier a real fright there given that they had a very second-string team. Hmm. Although I'm not sure Tommy Seymour will want to see Nwani Nzolo ever again in his life. Who would, really? Yeah, in fairness, who would? Because he has got that Nakarawara thing of being completely unplayable when he feels like it. Yes. Um, But I just... That's going to be a fun video day for him, (laughs) presumably today or tomorrow. Can you see what you did there, Tommy? (laughs) I got absolutely... Can you see what you did there? You got run over by a massive fucker. Can you sort (laughs) that out next time? Yeah. No. (laughs) I'm afraid (laughs) I can't. Throwing about six inches (laughs) and putting about seven stone. Can you lend me a tank? (laughs) (laughs) Or a man trap or something. Anything. (laughs) Can you Um, super suck... Can you blood replace me with a grizzly bear for ten minutes? (laughs) Uh, other things I learned um, I learned Kean Healy is a lucky lucky boy oh the, the, the shit bag yeah that ref that's... though speaking of TMOs that ref was not interested in going anywhere near the TMO that night I, I respect him for that so do I in a way but the fact that he went to the t- like the thing that knocks me is when they go to the TMO and still don't get it right <laughs> it's like <laughs> the double whammy for God's sake you've wasted five minutes of my life and still got it fucking wrong yeah, it's like I don't, you know, I don't think the pass for the uh, the Dan Levy pass for the McGrath try was forward. I think that the camera angle probably makes it. What look... a difference he made when he came on Dan Levy. Oh by the way. fuck oh, yeah! God. It's just once again another example of the disgrace, disgraceful, orgiastic amount of uh, back row that they have. Yeah, it's just yeah. not on. He could play seven for Ireland tomorrow, <laughs> and they would not notice any. Diminishing of quality at all. And, who's, that, and who's, who's that one we couldn't pronounce? Who's oh, the South African lad. Clutey. Clutey, yeah. Clutey, okay, yeah. Clutey, Clutey. Yes, he was bloody good again. I know, it's just. Uh... Where, the bit where he was. Uh, Lent, uh, Leicester broke out when they were down to 14 men. And uh, Johnny May did that thing that Johnny May does when he does anything other than run straight and sort of. Danced around a bit, got nowhere, and then Shit booted pants, the ball in the <laughs> Yeah. But he very he would have caught that ball if not for Cloate or Clerty or whatever the fuck his name is steaming out of fucking nowhere to get back, which for a number seven was fucking remarkable. But um yeah. 
Fair play. Not bad at all. What else did I learned from the weekend? It's going to be quite a European weekend for the Welsh in the next round. For isn't a it? change, yeah. Yeah, you got Bath, Scarlets, Ospreys, Saracens. Ospreys, yeah. Saracen. Right now, come on, Josh. Could this be the thing that turns around your season? Maybe. Ospreys, Saracens. Saracens are on that run. So you could be laughing all the way to that game and then laughing some more, potentially. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> However, I'm not I'm not exactly convinced by us beating an absolutely hat stand Northampton team over and away. Scarlet's up next on Boxing Day. That's gonna be a more accurate assessment of where we've come in the last couple of weeks. At one weeks. point, you were worried about not winning a game until the new until year, Christmas, weren't you? So which just, is, so I am gone. pleasantly surprised that we have won now four games this season. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, five. five. Five, sorry, we did win one in the Anglo-Welsh Cup, um, which yeah. I'm, I I have to count because that's how bad it's been. But you obviously, uh, you are better than the Premiership because you've battered Northampton twice. So yes. The best team in the Premiership in, two, in 2011. <laughs> I don't like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and even the Challenge uh, Cup's looking all right for the Welsh, isn't it? Well, yes. Cardiff managed to not get nilled by Sale this week, which is an instant improvement and actually won a game. Fair play. Um, yeah, there's actually, yeah Cardiff, have got to, Cardiff have got to lose, haven't they? And Dragons, I can't remember who the Dragons beat. Sorry, it's Challenge Cup. I don't give a no. fuck. Um, they got Bordeaux next. I know that much. Yeah, it, it's actually it's weird that we're in January and there is European interest for all four Welsh teams beyond so, just like playing there to make I up did, the numbers. I didn't have this written down, but what I did learn this week is I desperately want to go to Claremont and watch a game. Can we all oh, trip? Hell. But yes. the nearest airport's fucking miles away. It's Lyon or somewhere, isn't it? Oh, Jesus, really? Are well, you going to go That's via just... Paris to get to their airport? Cause it's That's like... just rude. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, so well, you've got to go. I quite fancy Bordeaux. That'll be a good weekend as well. Yeah, Bordeaux would be a great one. Um, what else did we learn? Um, I else? learned that you should not believe the Orwellian doublethink being spouted by certain people uh, in the Welsh game that Rhys Webb is not the best nine <laughs> at the Ospreys <laughs> and at Wales. Um, he is, obviously. Like, came on, like, Ospreys were absolutely at sea in that second half. And then, you know, Reese Webb came on and did fuck up. Yeah. He, don't get me wrong, but he also well, scored. He plays two. for the Ospreys. Come on, there's only so much you well, can Yeah, do. exactly. Um, and he also added instant shape and penetration to the game, scored two tries by sniping at the fringes, i.e., the thing that apparently Ospreys nines aren't allowed to do in their game plan. <laughs> you know, the man doesn't give a fuck anymore. He looks incredibly unhappy. At all times now, which just actually makes me a bit sad because he's yeah, one and, of and the best. Yeah, and him unhappy looks more unhappy than anybody else. It's like the saddest player in the world. Yeah, and it's like even when he was scoring those two tries at the weekend, he didn't look happy with either of them because deep down there's this sort of <laughs> existential pit <laughs> of he's had his Wales. I managed to forget for a moment, but now it's all come yeah. flooding back. Yeah. He's playing at a region where he's basically been incredibly shabbily treated and dispensed with for no real reason and and generally treated very poorly. And then he also remembers that for reasons beyond his control, thanks to political bollocks, he's also had his, his Wales career and his one chance that he's ever going to get to play at a World Cup taken away from him. And I think he's allowed a little bit of ennui about that, if I'm honest. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird to see a player that good still playing very well, 
but looking fucking miserable the entire time while he's doing it. And he's when a bit he's sunning his bones and the colour of mahogany next year, he won't give a toss, will he? <laughs> well, exactly, no. But for the time being, this is like basically Reese Webb's purgatory. Yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> that was that a film, that's a film like... I'd want to see, by the way. <laughs> That could be another regular. That could be Netflix <laughs> original, Reese Webb's yeah. Purgatory. <laughs> right, what else? I learned that Exeter are probably out, which is surprising. Yeah, well, I, I was sort of following, I was at a wedding on Saturday, so I was following the scores. Was it ever was, a weekend when you're not at a wedding? No, fuck <laughs> it has been crazy. You've used every one of your three suits. <laughs> Did you rip your pants doing disco squats to Earth, Wind & Fire? Uh, no, I didn't, thankfully. Oh, sounds like a shit wedding. Uh, yeah, it was it was a superb wedding. No, there, sure was, was. there was there was a ska and reggae band. Oh, no, that is good. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, hashtag capital city ska. Um, anyway, yes, I was I was watching. I was following it on my phone, and I was like, "Ooh, Exeter have got out to a tidy little lead here. This is this could be a turn up for the books." <laughs> and I looked at full time, and it was like, "No, Ex- Leinster just decided to stop fucking about and be Leinster like, no." Do look very very. We've said it before, but every week they look. <laughs> You know, they look a different again. They look a different kind of good than yeah. They, they did. keep learning. They, they can win in many different ways, can't yeah. they? Which is a good. Like, and it's like, like when they won it in in the company, you know, back to back a few years ago, they kind of did it by playing. You know, they were very good all over the park. Don't get me wrong, but they sort of played this very exciting, exhilarating kind of attacking rugby, and now they're just fucking horrible. Yes, they will literally just they sort of play like Munster used to in that they will just beat the shit out of you up front and then score an opportunistic try. Even if it involves forearm smashing you to the face. Yeah, well, that's probably part of the recipe, to be honest. And it's nice to Chris. I mean, sure, Kian Healy just wanted Christmas off, didn't he? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's one way. Spend, isn't it? spend time with the family. Otherwise, you'd have to walk in and say, I'm having Christmas off. I'm fucking Catholic, mate. You can't touch me. Yeah. Which, I mean, which I might try and work that one. this week. He's, used, he's probably used that one a couple of times now, <laughs> yeah. and he's been playing a while. And they've taken legal advice, and yeah, yeah. well, they've just gone. Hang on, <laughs> so is the entire squad probably, or yeah. at least a large proportion of them. Uh, right? Did you learn anything else, or are we done? Um, what did I else do? Uh, I saw. I one last thing I learned was that wasps marginally improved. Yes, but they they're they're a very long way off being where they were. Yeah, and La Rochelle were a bit, you know. They just didn't fancy it, they did they? That arse, were they? I think they, they, they think they're pretty much home and hose. They can win a home games and they'll be through. So, yeah, exactly. Yes. So that was what we learned from the weekend. Now you remember last week, mm. we said we would do what we're calling the Holly Jolly Christmas. <laughs> oh yes. And we asked you all to send in nominations for Christmas-related Sean Holly songs. Yes. So we've decided that we're going to do a top twenty countdown in the style of Alan Fluff Freeman for all of you to see which would be number one on the Holly Jolly Christmas top 20. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Coming in at number 20, we have Jude King Wentzman. Then at number 19... Elvis, that Elvis classic. It's through Christmas. Keeping things on a theme at number three. That fanfic classic. They know it. At 17, after Christmas. 
technically very very good. Yeah. And it's just been lovely. We have O'Connor or Oh. That's right, Pop Pickers at number 14. It's Ding De Young Merrily on try. At 13, it's Bod Resge Merry Vickerman. At 12, Wild Shepherd Watch Spring Box by Night. At 11, it's Good Resge Merry Gentleman. And then at 10, we have one of my personal favourites. It's Ding Dong Merrily on High Mona. <laughs> Coming into the top ten now, we've got number nine, Nicky Little Drummer Boy. At eight, we've got Deck the Mike Halls. And at seven, we have that wonderful romantic classic, I Saw Mommy Kissing Saint Andre. <laughs> Finally, I'm rounding up the... Uh... At number six, to round out that top five of the top ten is a fairy tale of Mike York. That's eight. right. That's right, mate. At number five, it's Benoit, baby, it's cold outside. At number four, all I want for Christmas is Richie Pugh. Who will be number one? At number three, it's Yanchi's Bells. At number two, away in Aaron Major, which means at number one is all I want for Christmas is Brew by Mariah Carey. Oh, there I you go. That, that would be much more slapdash than it ended that up ended being. That ended up all right. I think your sound yeah. might have got in the first five. It doesn't matter. He got there That's in the end. Fine. That wasn't too bad. Yes. No rehearsals for that, ladies and gentlemen. We no. just busk that all the way through. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. You may not have to- noticed how incredibly professional it was. And this may have been a weird change from the norm for you all, but that was Yeah, we've not totally listened to it back yet. Stuff. It might be worse than we remember it. Oh, I'm so sure it's not- fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, all I want for... Thank you, everybody, who nominated, because we had lots yes. and lots and lots of people. I'd like to say particular thanks to Mark Perkins on the Facebook page. He took this very seriously and sent <laughs> quite a number in. So thank you, Mark, because they were all belting, so thank you very much. But, yet yeah, the overwhelming number one, which lots of people went for, is All I Want for Christmas is Brew. Of course. And of of course, course, why not? Uh, we will be back to talk about the latest seismic shift in the Cuthbert Police on Cup after these little messages. Blackjack sale now on at Curry's PC World. Make your home the heart of the entertainment this Christmas. We've got massive savings on our large screen TVs across Sony and JVC. And for better angles and razor sharp details, check out our Samsung QLED and LG OLED ranges. Get in store or online at curries.ie. In Ireland, we don't get a lot of sunshine, which means we probably don't get enough vitamin D. And that's why we developed Vitabiotics Ultra Vitamin D. Specially formulated, one tiny Ultra Vitamin D tablet helps maintain your immune system, providing all the vitamin D you need in one daily tablet. Bring a little sunshine into your day with Vitabiotics Ultra Vitamin D. Pick up your three-month supply in-store and online from leading pharmacies and health food stores nationwide. Right, that was that then. 
Yeah, buy that thing, whatever it was. Buy whatever that was. I think it, yes. it tell me something about the moon. I, I can't remember what mm-hmm. it is. The buy the moon. No, it's, it's a book about the moon from the book. Anyway, oh. something oh, about yeah, the yeah. moon. The moon on a stick. That's what you lot want. Yeah. The bloody moon on a <laughs> stick. We've already given you the top 20. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which, it's yeah. a Christmas fucking miracle. It is a Christmas. <laughs> a fucking Christmas miracle, which is a really good film, by the way. Uh, yes. So, uh, it's happened. It has happened. It has happened. The CVC is out of Oyanar's hands and resigned, resides rather in the soon-to-be Scottish Rugby Union-owned. That was a weird story from this week, oh, by yeah, the way. we didn't cover that, did we? No, yeah, that's it's, it's mad. It's so weird for me to even start yeah. contemplating. It's like we've yes. made that up. People think it was one of our made-up stories. Yes, so when Scotland buy Worcester, which I guess is, is how we're framing <laughs> this... Um, then they will also potentially own the CPC because Worcester... Yeah, people have uh, said that. Is it technically in Scotland again now? Well, it could be. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, Worcester is going to become a sort of fiefdom of Scotland now, and there's going to have to be passports and shit <laughs> post-Brexit and secession. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I love the idea of, of, uh, of Worcester as a Scottish enclave <laughs> where, you can get, where you can get free home care. Yeah, and just like... Tartan everywhere, yeah. because they're overdoing it. Because that's bit, all you, you know? do in Scotland. There's just nothing but well, tartan everywhere. No, because because it'd be like you know, you know, like when you go to sort of like Malta or like Gibraltar or somewhere, and they're hyper patriotic because <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not really there. Not, <laughs> be, like people yeah. in Berwick be fucking fuming yes. about about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So it's the loss to Oyanar. Yeah. Uh, away to Oyanar this weekend and. That brings Oyanar's long, quite long. One of the longest, Six, I think. Sixty-three days. I think the only people who had it longer are people who've had it over the summer. No, Zebra had it for sixty-four days once. Oh my kind of god, you dodged no, the bullet. No, and Treviso had it for seventy-eight days. Yeah, but other than that, it's been people who've had it over the summer. It's a pretty long one, six games, I think. Yeah, it has, it has felt games. like a sort of. It's just gone on and on. However, the wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Thing about this is who have Worcester got next week? London Irish, isn't it? They fucking got London. It's the shit watch Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoever fucking doesn't win the this game, is... bowl. Whoever loses that game is going to be stuck with the CPC for a while. Because imagine, let's imagine not beat around the bush to... here. They're both shit. Imagine if you were trying to sell adverts for that, like the actual Super Bowl at half time. What kind of yeah, people would you oh. get advertising? Them daytime uh, ones that talk about you dying. And get yeah. a loan of nine million percent interest. Yeah, Peter's pies. <laughs> Peter's pies. Yeah. Yeah. Factory in Bedwas, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The so, yes. so at the end of sixty days, it's now with Worcester. Worcester got London Irish. The worrying thing is that London, London Irish are probably going to lose, which then yes. means it could be on a one-way ticket to the championship. It could be. What's London Irish's fixture that's looking like? Let me see. Yeah. Win one more game, shouldn't they, before the end of the season? Then again, they might. Well, they've got. They might beat. They've got. Never know. I tell you what, though, the next two rounds of the, if they does go to London Irish, mm-hmm. they've got Newcastle at home. Mm-hmm. They've got Leicester away, mm-hmm. and then, oh, then, they've got in the Challenge Cup, Krasny Yar at home. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hello. Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. We could we've been in every single European nation now that plays takes rugby seriously, I think. Uh, and Wales. Hey! And uh, and yes. The, uh... yes, we've been to all of them now. So uh it's only natural that like the great game of rugby itself, 
It needs we, to expand. We need to expand. So, uh, popping off to Krasny Yar. Oh, I can't wait to try and get my Google alert set up for yes. ultimate rugby app okay. alert set up for the Russian league. Although, yeah, to be honest, not... you can't even see match details now because they make you subscribe to shit bags. That address has <laughs> yeah, got a lot to answer just... for. Yeah. Your that's user actually, interface is fucking that terrible. That goes straight in shit because that's pissed yeah. me right off. Your user interface is fucking for... dreadful. You're trying to get yeah. me to pay for it. It won't yeah, even drive a... properly, Brian. It's Come on. Ter- it's a terribly designed app with a baffling interface and they want me to pay 20 quid a year just so that I can watch live updates of the fucking well, challenge. Get off the anyway. Yeah, jog on. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> now, so if anyone go. wants to build an app that's like that, but free yeah because it won't be us let's be we're more no we're more the criticism thing not the creating thing. yeah i mean we're more the kind of like visionaries so (laughs) there's the idea (laughs) we'll sort of we'll take like you know 60 something percent and you can have the rest (laughs) fine you know you can't see sounds like sounds like the wiu dragons deal the, uh, so, I'm an entrepreneur, what can I tell you? So that's the Cuthbert Police on Cup. It is now officially yes. Worcester shit. Watch it is back in the Aviva Premiership. Yes. For those of you who've got no fucking idea what we're talking about, I will once again direct you to bloodandmud.com slash CPC, where it will all become clear. And I've just realised I now have to update it because I said that Oyana had it on that page. <laughs> Dude, and... fucking forever creating work for myself. It doesn't matter. Tell me about it. And if you want real time, I say real time, it's whenever I, I remember um, <laughs> updates for the CPC as it happens, you can follow at the CP Cup on Twitter. Yeah, uh, asterisk, not real time. Yeah, <laughs> and real time for a given value of real, so not real. <laughs> but probably still a better user interface than the fucking Ultimate Rugby app, and it's free. Yes, so. yeah. Right then, that was the Cuthbert Police on Cup. <laughs> Shall we now move... Oh, just while we're on that, Matt Merritt. But we're finishing on that. Matt Merritt, a lovely listener, Matt Merritt, a regular contributor, mm. said, uh, shit for him, because we're about to go into shit good, but he said shit for him. Mm. His London Irish season is on the line on Friday night in Worcester. He said, yes. however, at least we could get the CPC, the CPC, so therefore we will have some kind of silverware. Yeah, a bit of silverware. Double-edged no, sword, well, isn't it? Double-edged sword. That's the only silverware the Ospreys got last season, and I kind of had to just make the best of it. Let's do shit good, shall we, Josh? Yes. Should we start a shit this week? Because we right. usually start I'll with good. I'll have to good. scroll down my page because I've got. Oh, first, see, yeah, I just right. like I see. I just like making work for you, don't I? <laughs> it's the the bloody app now. This <laughs> terrible. Go on. Uh, first up, shit for me, John Ryan. Come on as a substitute in a massive Champions Cup game, and literally the first thing you do before you've even put in a tackle, carried the ball, done a line out, anything is slap the ball out of the scrum off hands five metres out and get binned before you've even done anything else. Well See, I think done. that's good. That's in the wrong category. I think no, that's just so just... spectacularly terrible that it did. Yeah. He's, he's incredibly lucky it only cost his team three points and they still won the game because that could quite literally have been it. It could. I've already mentioned this, but I'll mention it again. Shit for me. Dan Cole, penalty machine. High oh, penalties in one game. He? He he was... Remember when he was getting a bit better? And I think you said a few weeks ago, ah, yes, but yes. we'll see. You know, Things always return to their level. Yeah. What's that the story about the Zen Master? That's good, isn't it? Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, the, the mean is, is usually how it pans out with Dan Cole, I feel. And he just needs to learn how to... He's never going to learn. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He's like 30. He's his, yeah, he's in his 30s now. He is what he yeah. is. And, you know, yeah. I respect him for that, but five yeah. parties in a game is ridiculous. He's, he sees the ball. He likes the ball. 
he jumps onto the ball regardless of whether he's legally allowed to do that or not. Did you see, Will, Gen- Ske- you see Will Skelton at the weekend? He is also in my shit. <laughs> yeah, go on then. <laughs> Physicality. Oh yeah. And like his stat, like as a physical specimen, top one percent. Mentality. <laughs> but idiot. No, I've said it before. Just... I said it on Twitter on Saturday, and I'll say it so many times. If he was normal size, he'd struggle to get a game for Wharfdale. <laughs> he would. He is an incredibly gifted physical specimen and athlete who literally just there's a tiny little mouse running around a wheel in there or something. He just does so many stupid things on the field. It's a little bear on a unicycle. What else is shit for the week? What did we get from Twitter? Killian Gowan got in touch. He said shit was those Exeter European shirts. Uh, How do you feel on that? You're a professional. Uh, I refuse to have anything to do with extra shirts for uh, oh, course. Yes. massive racism reasons. <laughs> but um, well, yeah. Killian also said that good are the, Lens- the Leinster European shirts. They are very nice. Uh, yeah, can't can't fault them, to be honest. And they got a proper collar, which is nice. Yeah, they don't. I miss yeah. that. The things I miss about the modern world. Reasonable mm. political discussion and collars on shirts. <laughs> I wish these things were still around yeah. more regularly. God. <laughs> right. What else have you got that's shit? Uh, uh, shit from me is, uh, well, Tuasova's effort for the second Watson try. <laughs> for, for, I Could know you call it just... an effort? Is effort too strong a yeah. word? Well, he, his thing is, like, he'd, he'd already turned. He'd done the hard work. <laughs> and he was sort of, he, if he'd have kept on running there's a very good chance he probably could have caught him up. But instead, as soon as he blew past him, he literally just stopped and watched. I was like me playing sevens. Oh, I'm not going to fucking catch him. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you've already made the effort to like turn your body around and you're facing the way to make the tackle, just carry on running. So just literally going, oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> like... If I was, I, mean, I know defensive... we sharp Watson, but you can at least put a face on him. Yeah, just make it look like you're trying. I ain't gonna catch just him. Jog, just jog after him. <laughs> Don't just like go hands and lips. Fuck it. Like if I was defence coach for too long, he would be running laps for days after that. <laughs> Imagine it's what like... Sean Edwards would say. Oh my god, Sean Edwards was literally beat him to death. My mate so... texted me the weekend and he said, "Is Sean Edwards trans- transforming into Les Dawson?" <laughs> <laughs> there is something in that, isn't there? There definitely is. Oh, that's. I would pay money to see Sean Edwards do a Les Dawson routine. Including out of tune piano playing a lot. Oh, 100%, yeah. Oh. oh anyway. Yes. Uh, also, shit. Marius Matreya's idea of how he referees the scrum in Osprey Saints game on Sunday, like. Literally, and I don't get to say this very often as an Ospreys fan, but the Ospreys scrum was fucking dominant. It was literally heads were shoved up arses from minute one to about minute 73 when we stopped bothering. And there was penalty after penalty after penalty, and not once in 80 minutes did he even warn the Saints front row who were getting pinged at every single scrum that, you know what, lads? Maybe you want to try and sit, you know, stay standing up for this instead of just concertinering like a cheap accordion. And I just, I can't understand. Like, refereeing of the scrum is 
fucking infuriating yes. at the best of times. But like when you're penalising a team over and over and over again, usually you just go, maybe we should get some other people on here to see if they fancy doing it a bit better. But I think no. the should just be honest with the referee in the scrum. What have you given that for? Something about, that, something about an angle? Would yeah. that do? You, look, you looked a little bit kind of <laughs> yeah. sort of... Hinging? Like that's the yeah. thing, is that's it? Hinging, is that... <laughs> yeah, not binding properly, really. Maybe. Binding on the arm and hinging. Yeah. You were hinging on the arm. <laughs> hinging on the arm. But the arm's got a hinge, I know. <laughs> Never mind that. Don't give me any of that lip. It's very... Yeah. Uh, Sorry, my mind drifted to Les Dawson jokes then, because of Les Dawson. Yes. <laughs> my wife said to me, how would you like to speak to mother? I said, through a spiritualist. <laughs> and so on. And um, so, tell me you wouldn't pay money to see Sean Oh, that'd be magnificent, that, wouldn't it? Yeah. My mother-in-law said to me, when you die, I'm going to dance on your grave. And I said, that's why I'm going to be buried at sea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway. what else have we got this shit? Rich Domain got in touch on Twitter at Blood and Mud and, and at Josh Gardner and he said, Shit, is Krasniar taking a 24 hour round trip to be horse 78 nil by Edinburgh in a near empty stadium? There's something very, very Soviet about that, isn't there? <laughs> it is. It's like we will go, we will take our beating, we will go home. <laughs> 78 nil. God bless you. <laughs> oh, so we got this um, shit. Yes, shits from Twitter, uh, which there are many loads this week. Um, is uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you can call this that shit, really, but I mean the fret. Basically. As Eskermin, I guess that's his name. Eskermin on Twitter says, whatever fresh hell the English clubs come up with because Pro 14 clubs shat on them again. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, they'll be in a committee what? room right now. <laughs> where where are we going from here? Also, shit, Oliver McGrath, Saints realising that they probably sacked the wrong coach. Um, yes. And even shitter, apparently, is that Alan Dickens, temporary head coach, has a history of Saints getting the interim job and then being given it on a full-time business. Uh, business. And then the worst of all was that afterwards he said he was very disappointed. He did Well, it's because it's obviously in the contract, you have yeah. to say. Did he say it in the accent as well? Uh, I would, I'm going to assume that he did. I don't think I've ever heard Alan Dickens speak, now I think about it. No. And why would you have, really? <laughs> why would you? <laughs> what else have we got from Twitter? Daniel Hulseef got in touch and said the shit house was the key and Healy thing. Yes, shit oh, yes. goes. Yeah, not giving it a red. Yes, we've already covered that. And the shittest was awarding the try despite a clear forward pass. I'm not sure it was that clear. And also, really he gets know. bonus points for not using a TMO. Yeah, I thought it was. Fine. I'll forgive anything if they don't use a TMO. I've got to that stage now. Literally knifings, muggings, robbery, everything. If you don't use a TMO, I'm happy. Yeah, it's kind of. As far as that one was concerned, as well, it's like telly is not always the best angle to True. look at that sort of stuff. It's like catching the... a cricket ball near the ground. Yeah, it always looks it's like... like it's on the ground when it's not. Yeah, and the camera is basically in the middle of the park, which means that anything that happens in the twenty-two is going to have a sort of weird perspective thing about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. What have we got that's good then? Good. Oh well. Um... Bruce McConaughey mentioned this. I'll go first as well, but I thought, did you see Vincent Cock going skins? I think he's an absolute traitor to the um, <laughs> front row race and he should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, he looks in far too good shape, but I love the idea that having no shirt on and playing on was a magnificent... Yes, it was great. <laughs> I don't care is... if you have forgotten your kit, Vincent, you're going on and yeah. you're playing. Alright. <laughs> 
he says, uh, not a hair on his torso as well. No, I know. Which he is... should have hairy shoulders and everything. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if because of the tightness of modern jerseys, if they don't <laughs> effect a removal of all the hair for comfort reasons. And then vaseline themselves up. Yeah, I often feel like that's the only way they're going to get into those fucking shirts. I've so. often thought about men with no hair vaseline themselves up. <clears throat> yeah, all the time. <laughs> what have you Keep got to say? Good? Uh, good, and I haven't said this very often in the last couple of years, but bloody Dan Lydiot. Yeah, you did. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, Like, we all know that he is not yeah. ever going to be a dynamic attacking force. Yeah. But, like, when he's in form and he's fit... God, he's just a horrible bastard on defence. And he's not one of those, like, sixes that, like, does the big Hollywood hit or sort of makes anybody go, ooh. But he's just, like, he's always there. He must be absolutely fucking infuriating to play against. because yeah, horrible. Ev- <laughs> around the fringes all the time, he's just there and he's getting at you and he's wading through traffic to just smash the And he's kind of quiet with it, isn't he? <laughs> He's yeah, not one of these like mouthy ones. He just, 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 just is there being incredibly no, irritating. There was a, there was a brilliant moment quite early on in the game where he sort of smashed Tamara Harrison behind the line, and then Harrison sort of got up and get sort of got some afters in and was sort of grabbing his jersey and stuff, and just sort of cut to his face, and he's just sort of smiling, a sort of really delighted smile on his face. It's like, you don't understand. He fucking lives for this shit. Yeah, you might end up back at the Dragons now. They're all going back there. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Everybody else is. Everyone's going back there. Him, Mike Hall, yeah. Hemi Taylor, they're all going back yeah. there. Percy Montgomery, they're all going to be there. Uh, uh, I know they didn't play uh, for the Dragons. I mean, X uh, or Newport. I mean, X. Yeah. Well, anyway. So don't yes. be writing in. Saying, hey, let me tell you, didn't play yeah. for them. Right, yeah. I know. Paul Moriarty, he's going as well. <laughs> uh, David Watkins, he's going. Everyone's going. Yeah, Tal Sally, they're all going there. Right, what else was going? Oh, Morgan Parra's deliberate, brilliant shit out when he just gently just threw the ball at Owen Farrell's <laughs> stomach because he was retreating from an offside position. He didn't even bother trying to make it look like he was doing a proper pass. <laughs> no, he was just like... I'm not going to, yeah. I don't want to cause you any pain or discomfort yeah. here. I don't Owen, want to make it look like I'm to... passing it through you. I'm literally yeah, just going to just gently bump yeah. it off your belly. As I do you need to milk this for a penalty, but I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, but it's a brilliant para thing. I'm not going to let go of any, any more energy than I need to. No. I will simply I just let just... it fall out of my hands. <laughs> yes, and into your stomach. And then these things will happen. And what and may, what may. <laughs> it was after that that Farrell gave a yeah, but sir, every time yeah. they make a noise, you keep giving them a penalty. <laughs> Speaking um, of uh, Claremont, mm. uh, they paid for all their fans to stop over last week. Oh, that's that was good. Fair play. It? Yes, and you know, let's face it: the fact that they they did have quite a lot of fans there last week. It sounded like they did. They were making more noise than the fucking Saracens fans were. That's well, sure. So what's new? The press box makes noise. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, it's and, not true. Yes. You get a decent atmosphere going there when it's full, to be fair to me. When me. they're not playing stand at the fucking sound. <laughs> right, where we go? Never forgive you for that. Uh, not you personally, Ben. <laughs> yeah, don't um, mean to it. <laughs> you wrote that song. I've, I've, been resol- <laughs> I've been responsible for some shit songs in my time, as listeners will know. But that is, that is not one of them. Oh, um, Good for me. Tom Dunn. 
Yes. 31 tackles last week, 33 tackles this week. And didn't he, hasn't his entire season before that only been 120 tackles or something? Yeah. It's ridiculous. The man has just suddenly kicked into some sort of weird. He thinks he's James Rowe. Super Mario tackling gear. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he is just flying around the place for a hooker as well. Like, not bad. If he was a back rower, like, it would still be incredibly impressive. But fuck me for a hooker. Just. Mad. What have we got off Twitter? Michael Sinclair got in touch at Blood and Wood and he said good for him is every week until future notice, just book it in. Jacob Stockdale. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Hello, player. He said, but Hello also, though, his shit is also giving their fans some hope of silverware again when it's 99% unlikely to happen, despite how talented yes. their squad is. Well, when you look at their squads, the main difference between them when they looked a bit shit and them now looking very good is Christian Iliafano. It's true, yes, yes. Who, I mean, a inspirational, remarkable story that he's yeah, even doing. Even without this. that, he's uh, even without that, he is fucking bossing that. It's that thing, line. is it, where a, a very competent international player for something like Australia, who's played in the Tri Nations Rugby Championship, and you think, mm. yeah, he looks fine in that. Then he comes and plays somewhere like Ulster, and no disrespect to Ulster, no, you're not just at like, all. Yeah, I can see why you were where you were, mate. Yeah, and the bad part is that. He is a big reason, and perhaps the biggest reason, why Ulster have a very good chance of getting out of that pool. But the bad thing is that even if they do, he won't be there <laughs> because he's only signed up until the end of the pool stages, and then he's going back to the Brumbies. Oh, of course, so, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because this was basically just him getting some rugby under his belt after being out. He for looked so delighted long. in the snow, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Prince last week. He's like, <laughs> like, what the is... fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. This is 100% what I fucking signed up I for. I fucking have to go through cancer treatment, then this, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this, is the, this is the second worst thing. <laughs> uh, the pen got in touch on Twitter and said, good for him. I don't know if you've seen it, Josh. Uh, he says, this picture of Nadolo and Matawalu oh, watching 28 other players that. having a fight. They were just having a lovely chat <laughs> while his brawl was going off. Yeah, all right. It is true that yeah. Fijian players don't tend to get involved in a load of fighting, do they? They're quite even no. though they're obviously big and powerful and mega, they they're obviously quite chilled. Not yeah. all of them, but you know. No, no, definitely not all of them. <laughs> but yeah, certainly like the backs, they're not looking to get into a ruck, are they? They're just there to have a good time. It was a shame that Racker got injured, wasn't it? So early Oh in that. god, it's, he's done Although, for the season. I'd forgotten yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? But I'd also Horrible. not realised, God, I mean his hair is despicable. Oh, unbelievably bad. It's like the hair is creeping across to, to France now. There's no excuse for it. <laughs> it's blown across the channel on the wind. But, I mean, when you can play like he can, yeah. you can sort of get away with that haircut. I mean, it's not even a mullet. It's hard to describe what it is. It's like a normal shaved head. But it looks like he thing. should be working in a scrapyard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would never say that to his face. Well, no. In massive. Good living in a scrapyard. Nothing wrong with working in a scrapyard. We just no, looked. Just looked like... <clears throat> right. So I, start, I don't think he'll take it complimentary. I'll put it that way. No. And it's the last thing he needs now, isn't it? When he's in plaster, no. to be told that. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. Me. Sorry. You got good. Yeah. Sorry. You're gonna have to go down the scrappy to it. <laughs> sorry. Who the fuck are you again? <laughs> yeah. Also, what the fuck's a scrapyard? <laughs> <laughs> right. So what have we got? That's good. Cammy uh, Black got in touch on Twitter, and yes. he said, "Good is you lads and this podcast over the last year." Oh, Merry you. humbugging Christmas, he said, and all the best next year, except in the Six Nations, of course, because Cammy Black is from the Scottish Rugby Podcast, which is also worth your listening time. Anybody out Indeed. there? 
what, what else oh, have you got? As I feel all fucking warm and fuzzy. Yeah, now. isn't that nice? We'll so, soon put an end to that. What else God, have you got? As I can't good? stand it. Uh, ben Spencer. Yeah, like, he's been quietly quite good for a little while, actually. Well, for the last few years, I have constantly banged the what is Richard Wigglesworth actually for drum. To say, I said, no, I said, no, I said, no. And yeah. Aston's gone now. So, Aston, get <laughs> exactly. on your wing. He's got no fucking use. Adler. He's not scoring tries like Ben Spencer did on Saturday, that's for sure. Whatever no. Richard Wigglesworth does, and I still don't really know what he does. Uh, I've got a slightly higher opinion of him than you, I think, but I, I understand what you mean. He's not an exciting talent, but he's, he's not. He's, he's just he's... a fucking bang average game manager on any fucking. But he's like the, there's an African guy that. they had before whose name I can't remember. He had like a boring uh, sales. The cock. You had yeah. a boring sales manager's haircut. Mm. He kind of fits into that mold, doesn't he? Yeah, Saracens like their scrum halves to basically be sort of like weird, chased characters from fucking <laughs> some yeah. Victorian novel. Yes, but yeah, not inspiring, but no, very competent. But yeah, but yeah, Spencer does look a little bit more interesting, doesn't he's he? He's the Gareth Barry of fucking <laughs> Scrum Arms, isn't he? <laughs> he's the Gareth Cooper of Scrum Arms, <laughs> but not with less pace. Hey, no. Gareth Cooper was exciting in his day. He was exciting for, for, the, first, day. for the first 10 metres, and everyone went, oh, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> a bit like another Gareth for Wales right now. Oh, yeah. Ooh, look at him go. Hang on, where's he going? What the fuck? Yeah, Why did he know. kick that? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, other good three, Anthony Watson. Yes. I kind of hope Eddie Jones isn't watching to see what happens when you play him at 15. Cause he he won't was play him at 15. Bit... Exactly. That's, fact, delight... are... That's brilliant for me because he looks way better there. I do think there's, there's international at 15 is slightly different. And some weirdly, some people are saying you've got more freedom for him on the wing. I don't agree with that. I think you've got, you know, oh. if, you, if you play it properly, you've got more freedom, whichever way you want to structure your back three, to be honest. But. Yes. He'll get his hands on the ball more at 15, won't he? I think he picks his angles and his runs very well. And this is, and it depends what you want your 15 to do. And actually, that's, you know, he's not as good as, but Jason Robinson esque in the way he picks the angle and the timing of his runs. He's not yeah. as good as Vincent Cock with his angles, obviously. Oh, God, who no, is? but who is? A, you know, a shirtless, bare breasted <laughs> Vincent Cock cutting the angle is. I mean, I'd get out of the way there, <laughs> yeah. if I'm honest. So. <laughs> what else have we got that's good uh, Frank Ridging got in touch on Twitter he said good and we've been coming to this and you may have this anyway but I'm going to start with this one he said is Aled Brew looking like the Welsh surveyor yes I mean somebody else just said instead of God, good they just said God Aled Brew I when, can't remember who it was when, sorry but uh... when Frank Ridging said uh, Brew looking like the Welsh surveyor Tom Gorman replied with you misspelt saviour which I really liked. <laughs> he's well under the 60 cap rule, isn't he? If he's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mind no, you, he moved beforehand, didn't he? So he's probably all right. Yeah, he's still on a... a he you know, I mean, he must be... All I can assume is he's absolutely full of confidence because he's playing... I mean, jokes aside, he's playing really fucking he's well. He's playing better at, than at the highest ever, club ever has. and At the highest level of club competition and not what looking I out of place at all. What I reckon is uh, that our Lord and Saviour, Ali Brew was kidnapped, Hallowed be his name, um, has basically been got kidnapped about five or six years ago by Nathan Brew, who has been... <laughs> <laughs> who has basically been living his brother's life in a sort of talented Mr. Ripley style. <laughs> and then Alid finally got out last year. I see. And... And it's all, all of a sudden, it's, it's a pent up aggression to get out from being Yeah, and away. also just the, his real natural talent is, is flourishing once again. 
Interestingly, Nathan Brew is now employed. I think he's like commercial director at the Scarlets or something like that, which is a weird... He was at the Dragons for Donkeys as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't as good as his brother, which at one time was a joke. (laughs) Now it's, yes. Now it's actually fair play to you. Yeah, it's bizarre. What else have we got that's good? James got in touch and said, and this is festive, he said, good is the Irish provinces, yes. Mm. He said, but shit is quality streets in a plastic tub. Couldn't agree more. I'm with you, James. I'll be honest, right? This is one of the reasons why modern society is going down the tubes because basically to get a quality street when I was a kid in those metal tubs, you had to lose two fingernails. Yeah, You had at to least earn that fucker. Really had to If you wanted a toffee penny, you had to, lit, you know, you were working fucking hard to get that open. And now they've made it easy for everybody, for all the yeah. snowflakes. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like the Smarties in those weird hexagonal tubes without the little plastic lid that you could use as a projectile weapon <laughs> you know it's just yeah what's the point seriously yeah robbing kids of some genuinely dangerous experiences that shape you as a human being that's what i say fuck quality street <laughs> merry christmas everybody and yeah. fuck quality street <laughs> and roses and any of you other fucking tin traitors <laughs> and nothing's wrapped in foil anymore no. It's like they've given up on that as an idea. When did that yeah. happen? There was no fucking no. referendum about that, you notice. Yeah. And I, no, I'm not going <laughs> to... Anyway, I we're think... Get, we're going full Brexit here, yeah, aren't I we? I think that brings us to the end <laughs> of the... Um, a, m- a merciful end, a some merciful people end might say. To the, to the Blood and Mud Christmas special. Oh. We'll leave you with this haunting and quite fright- blatantly terrifying sleigh bell music. Yeah, what you don't understand is that we're ending the podcast now, but there's going to be 35 minutes of <laughs> just sleigh bells. I'm yeah. going to eat all your mobile data with the sleigh yeah. bells down. And if, and if some of you are out for a run or at the gym, you won't be able to change it, and we're very sorry, but we regret nothing. So, just to put the full turn, imagine Peter Stringer running a mock with no clothes on to this <laughs> While just shaking the bells at you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to turn that off then but seriously yeah. thank you everybody for this year it's been another wonderful year we look forward to 2018 we'll hear from you all again and you will hear from us again take care have a lovely Christmas there will be nothing next week we'll see you on the other side Merry Christmas and goodbye Merry Christmas everybody Black Tag Sale now on at Curry's PC World. Upgrade your kitchen this Christmas with amazing deals across our huge range of kitchen appliances, including washing machines, cookers and fridge freezers. Refresh the look of your kitchen with a new kettle and toaster set or upgrade your home brewing experience with a new coffee machine. Get in store or online at curries.ie. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.